Hello, thanks for joining your Body Advocate Podcast. I am Ruth Cummings, your host. And today, I want to talk about stress-free goal setting. How do you do that? I believe that you do that by keeping your body in mind as you're going through the planning process. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right, here we go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Hey guys, have you ever thought about how stressed you get when you are goal setting, especially at the beginning of the year here in January, and how we we recognize common ways what, how we respond to goal setting, but we rarely focus on what your body is doing. And if you get overwhelmed, what do you do? When you start to goal plan, do you get fidgety? Do you squint your eyes? Do you bite down hard with your jaw? Do you hold your breath? Maybe you avoid goal planning the process altogether. Maybe you procrastinate doing other things and you push forward in your business, sport, relationship, or health without planning. So one of my coaches and mentors, Selena Sue, had some great advice in our last mastermind. She said, do less, but do it better. And this is one of my mottos now for 2023. And I'm trying to add it to almost everything I talk about. And this year, so like making this year's goals less stressful by doing less, but doing it better. But in today's episode, I have three ways to make goal setting less stressful in your body. One is to include your body in the planning process. Two is to notice if your body responds to certain plans. And if it does, modify your plans. And then three is to develop your own self-aware routine. So let's look at number one. Include your body in the planning process. What does that even mean? Well, oftentimes we have learned to ignore our body. That's the whole reason I'm having the podcast, right, is to be our body advocate. And we've learned through many decades of people before us to ignore how we respond to the world. So we can start getting better at this little by little, and in the planning process is a perfect time to do that. So move your body before, during, and after you start planning. Also stay hydrated or be hydrated, be planning to be hydrated, be well-fed and rested. And I would do this, and I try to do this and would recommend all of us to do this before anything big, a planning session, a test, any type of event coming up, do the basics to get ready for that planning session. And just like an, e- an elite athlete, how they get ready. We know how they get ready. And some of a lot of you that are listening have been elite athletes if you aren't now. And so you understand what I'm ta- talking about, how it takes preparation to be your best at any event, but we can also be our best while we're planning. Planning's a big deal. And if you plan correctly, I think you can get a lot more done and your the overwhelm goes down, not up. So 
How do you include your body? I have some ideas. It, one is to stretch while you're standing or sitting. So in the process, just keep your body moving. Don't have it be stagnant. I roll my shoulders. So you can roll your shoulders forward or roll them back. You can turn your neck from side to side. Just keep your body moving. Also, always taking deep breaths here and there. Um, also, rotating your wrists and your ankles. Even if you're sitting, you can rotate your ankles, but to get your lower body involved in the planning process as well. And then one of my favorite stretches while I'm doing planning or doing anything big that I'm wanting to keep my body involved is to like hold onto a couch or the side of your kitchen counter or some type of back of your chair. And if you lean your body back, your butt way back, and you hold forward and you straighten your arms, you can stretch your lower back and your upper back really nicely with that stretch. Maybe I can add a picture of that for you. But different stretches that you like, try to do them while you're doing planning or anything big to involve your body with your thought process. Number two is to notice if your body responds to certain plans and then to modify those plans. So what do I mean by that? We don't listen to our body often. So if something comes up that really bothers us that we know we shouldn't do, or it just brings up a lot of fear, or we just, you do certain things to it, just like right now, watch, I go, you know, like you breathe in with your teeth together, or you squint your eyes, you're like, ooh, ooh, and your body gets tight in certain ways. Why does it get tight? Is it tight because you're afraid and you're worried that you can't actually make that happen? Is it tight because it reminds you of someone you might be around that's like, no, no thanks. Or is it just, just a really hard subject for you? Why is it, if you can match your body reaction with the thought and with the plan, you might be able to really unravel some issues for you and create really intense success because you have looked at that a little deeper. Does your stomach get tight? Do you pace? Are you avoiding certain goals and conversations because you know how your body's going to react or how you're going to react in general? Just everything about you hates it, like money, starting a business or changing a business that you don't like or a job that you don't like. That's a big one. Travel that you can't afford, that you really want to do. It's a goal that you've always had in mind and that makes you nervous or anxious or angry or weight loss. Are you going to get in shape this year? Are you, that, does that make you nervous? Do you feel like you don't have a partner's support? Do you, you don't know how to do it because you've failed in the past. And so it just creates this, this circular feeling in your body and you avoid planning about it. All of these can help you recognize what is really intense for you and what isn't and how to change it by really changing the behavior between your thoughts and your response to the thoughts. So the next one, the third one, and the last would be to develop your own self-awareness routine. So there's a lot of different types of routines, right? We could do a morning routine, a night routine, sleeping routine, eating routine, exercise routines, etc. But this one, if you could consider creating your own self-awareness routine, being self-aware and a routine about being self-aware. So how do you do this? First thing you do is you just, you have to notice your body. You need to stay still for a moment and just notice your body. We all have 
so many moving parts in our lives and it's hard to stay still. That's the hardest part is to actually stay still with your body not moving, your breathing either gets slower or it stops and you listen with your ears, with your eyes, with your feeling without within your body, like from your toes to your head, from your head to your toes. I actually see it in a spinning motion and I try to recognize anything that feels off in my body. So that's how to do that. How do you create this routine is that you first, you have to learn to be still. So stop and still. Then what do you notice? What do you notice in your feet, your hands, your jaw, your chest, your stomach? Notice a routine and create that same routine every time so that you notice your hands first and your feet then your face then your chest then your stomach do whichever one works for you but create a routine where you don't leave anything out and you remember where to check next because you've done it so many times and so when you don't have the time or the energy to think about how to have that routine you have it down already it's memorized and it's something that you can do very easily without having much prodding um, or even having a list written down. The, wrist, the, the list is memorized. And the whole goal here is to match your thought with your body's reaction to it. If you can match your body's reaction to certain thoughts that you have, you can really heal yourself or you can you can bound forward in success in different areas of your life. If it's weight that you're not able to lose, if it's a partner you're not able to find, a closet that you're not able to clean, you know, the garage that you're just not able to get organized. Just look at how your body reacts to this. If it's just really tired, that's one way. It's like it's so tired of looking at it. Your mind's tired of looking at it. Your body's tired of working at it. And I think those types of things that create that kind of fatigue even thinking about it those are body indications that those are dire like if you got those done then a lot of other things would be a lot easier it's just in your way and we avoid those because it would help us so much but also it's drudgery like going through you know one closet because you can't find your gloves but they're in there somewhere but you have to take the entire closet apart in order to find those gloves or you want to work out in your garage but in order to do that you have to take out every single thing because you have so much stored in your garage that you really don't need those types of thoughts where we hoard sometimes or we're avoiding things by piling more and more and more on those are the ones that your body will tell you this this one right here this would make a huge difference for us if this would be cleared up if this we worked on and we focused on it for a weekend or a few hours every Saturday or on a full moon or whichever day we choose this would make a big difference in our life those are the types of things that we have learned to ignore through the ages. Our parents ignore it, we ignore it, and probably our kids ignore it if they're old enough. So if we can teach ourselves and teach our children to notice how our body is responding, then we can really lower the stress level, lower the amount of time we're moving without calm, without silence, without being still. Being still is a huge part of 
finding just calm, enlightenment, being able to recognize when you're being talked to by God, when you're feeling things from people that aren't near you, and you, you're like, sometimes we feel it, sometimes we hear it, right? We're like, oh, I'm thinking about my brother, and then your brother calls you, or you're thinking about a friend, and then the friend calls you, and how those happen, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that the energy is felt between us, and then a call is made, or a text is made, or stuff like that. I don't think there's a coincidence like that, especially the ones where it's somebody that really means a lot to us. And you know, it could be a lot to us in a negative way too. Like it's somebody that we really need to clear something up with, but we really don't want to talk to. And you're thinking about that conversation, all of a sudden, either you hear from them or you like get an email. It's usually not a call because they're having the same type of energy feeling on the other side of this conversation that's not being had physically, but it's being had energetically. And that still happens. That's why I think that having positive thoughts about people that you're, you know, warring with in some manner, not physically really, but you're warring with a neighbor or someone has a different political thoughts than you and you guys have these wars happening within your thought process when you're next to each other, the bodies can feel that. And I think that if you start sending them love just in your thoughts, just in your, you have a conversation with them in your head that is very positive and loving and it just apologizes or it says, hey, I I love you no matter how you feel about politics or how you feel about other things. I'm going to send love to you because I'm hoping that doing this will calm our conversation in real life. And I think that really works. So I often tell people, especially if they're suffering about, they're suffering in their body when I'm doing a massage about a, oftentimes a relationship that they haven't seen the person in possibly decades. And, but they know that they're still alive. I think that when they calm that conversation down in a journal or in their thought process, in a prayer, during that time, if they have a loving conversation with the person, in a in a still manner right in a still manner like during like i said like in a prayer session you're you either have the conversation during the prayer or you ask god for help to have a loving forgiving conversation either way if you bring love into that thought process of talking to the person in your head that's loving forgiving calm and has a loving resolution and you do that over and over, I feel that that creates that in real life then. And then that's really powerful. Once that happens to you once, then you're like, oh my gosh, I can really affect this by thinking positive and loving and forgiving thoughts about this person. Just thinking that and then having this in my head can create that in real life. And that was amazing to see in person. So to recap what we're going over today is how to create stress-free goal setting by involving your body. So how do you do that? Include your body in the planning process. Keep it moving, stretch, breathe, just keep it moving so that it can feel what's going on in your thought process while you're planning. The second thing is to notice how your body and where it responds. If it does, modify the plan. It can respond positively or negatively. So change your plan to do more of that or less of that, whatever's creating that response. 
And then the last thing is, and we'll talk about this more in, in other podcasts, is to, ve- to develop your own self-awareness routine. Have a routine that creates simple self-awareness where we become still. We stop and become still. Within that stillness, you hear, feel your hands, your face, your gut, your chest, but you do it in the same way every time. When you create that routine, then it becomes much and much easier to be self-aware because you have a routine on how to do that, a little habit that you're building. And then match the thought with the response. That really sets you aside and can help you heal many, many deep issues. All right, you guys, what do you think about my stress-free goal setting and involving your body? Did you like it? I will see you next time. Thanks for being here and have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.